0: each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Hey guys, Rosie here. I just want to say I am so grateful that you're listening. We are just getting a massive amount of response on this podcast, and I am so grateful that you're a part of this radically loved community, that you're enjoying the content and that you're enjoying all the guests and that you're still here and you're still working on yourself and your journey and your path. And I pray that you've received some tools listening to the guests or listening to any of my ideas or topics on meditation or yoga and how these tools can help you create a life of purpose. To continue to help us give you the best content, you can subscribe to this podcast. And most of the time, you can just do it from your phone, from iTunes. Click subscribe and write a review. This really helps us continue this path and this journey. And we love doing it so much. And again, I'm so grateful that you're here. Let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening. Ruby Framon is all things self-love related. She is a transformational coach and an inspirational speaker and just pretty much an all around self-loving badass. I was so stoked to talk to her and just hear her story and hear everything that she has done in her life to create this amazing life. We're also neighbors. She lives in the same city as I do, and I was so excited to connect with somebody who's like-minded and is so inspiring and is doing so much work to help women and men all over the world create the life that they want. Remember to share with your friends and message me on Instagram or Twitter or email and let me know what you thought about this episode. Ruby, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for making time for us uh, this afternoon. I I know that you're busy so I really appreciate you being on
1: mm, thank you so much for having me Rosie
0: so I we uh I've heard there's you've come across my my uh like periphery so many times and I've, I've seen you and I've uh I've come across your programs and we have some mutual friends and I have not heard like more praises from somebody that I didn't know than you so that, That's why I reached out and I was so excited to talk to you. And once I read your story, I was really, uh, I felt like really connected to you because I feel like we have very similar backgrounds and I just, I wanted to hear your voice and I wanted to just talk to you about a couple of things that I think are sort of pressing in the world just in general. And I really feel like you would be able to give us some good insight from your perspective and your background. Does that sound Um. good?
1: sounds perfect okay Thank good you.
0: so for the people that don't know who you are if you could just give us a little bit of background it doesn't have to be long it could just you know be uh, uh, your story you know how how you got to be where you are okay it's funny
1: that you ask for a little bit of my story but it doesn't have to be long so i'm going to give you a,
0: a a snippet of my story then um <laughs> Well, because we could, like, I've even, like, you, so for the people listening, if you go to Ruby's website. I am r-u-w-y. For the people that want to hear more, they can they can read the, the epic story there. But go ahead, Ruby.
1: Yeah, so, you know, my story is one that is shared by so many people, and it was just living with anxiety and depression and masking my true emotions through addictive patterns. And substances and all of that really began to spiral in my late 20s into my 30s where I was, I had become an addict and I, you know, substances, that was the only way I knew how to really cope and everything in my life felt toxic yet it was, these were things that I had brought in and I hit rock bottom I call it the rock bottom to end all rock bottoms. (laughs) I had hit rock bottom many, many times. But this rock bottom was really different. And it was in 2012. And it was the first time in my life where I really played around with the idea of taking ownership. You know, I just ended a four and a half year relationship um, due to... Receiving undeniable proof of the infidelities that had been going on the entire time and uh, I was also in the depths of my drug addiction surrounded by toxic people and friends and I found myself singing that same song like why me? Why did these things always Mm -hmm. happen to me? And that's when a voice inside me Call it intuition call it your higher self. Whatever it was it spoke inside me and it said you did this and I remember that moment I was on the floor and I was just crying my eyes out all alone. And I was so pissed that <laughs> this voice mm. inside of me said, you did this, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was the first time I'd ever considered the idea of like ownership. did. Whoa. I actually create this and it took me down this this journey of realizing that everything in my life was an, due to accumulation of my choices. You know, I chose the drugs. I chose the alcohol. I chose the men. I chose the people that I surrounded myself with. I chose to check out. I chose to numb out. I chose all of these things. No one was pointing a gun at my head. I was choosing all of these things. And it was within that realization that I made my grand epiphany, which is, well, if I have The power to choose those things, then I have the power to choose otherwise, you know, choose something different. So I started to rebuild my life piece by piece in 2012. And that led, leads me to where I am today, where I am, you know, completely fulfilled, really successful at what I do. I have a husband whom I love and adore and who loves and adores me to the moon and back. We have the most phenomenal relationship. And, you know, life, I I never imagined life could feel this good and it does. Mm. And it's because I have really taken ownership of my life, learned to really love who I am and empowered myself to design a life by my standards, by my rules a life that that truly
0: feels good for me. Mm, that's, and, and your conviction and your passion, it really comes through. And I mean, that's kind of part of what drew me to you. It's like, you can even hear, you can hear it like the conviction of, of how committed you are to creating the life that you want is, is it's unshakable. And I think it's, it's so huge to, you know you're as a coach right to be effective is to be able to like really believe in that message so mm-hmm. i'm i'm curious what something that you you've talked about uh in the past and and also it's part of your story being around toxic people and how you were able to remove yourself from those situations and how you heard that voice inside of you like telling yourself to take ownership which i'm sure like your body was rejecting. Uh, Mm -hmm. What did that what did that feel like for you? Like, and how were you able to, like, do that? Like, what was it that actually made you do that? Because I'm sure even in the midst of your addictions, you felt that same voice.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that when I was in the middle of my addictions, and things were really, you know, shitty, I never took ownership. I never took ownership, I, I denied it. I was always pointing the finger. I mean, that's what kept me stuck in the cycle, mm. was just this this attitude, this mentality of, it's due to my circumstances that I am this way, it's due to everyone around me that I am this way, that my life really sucks. And um, in that moment in 2012, when I was on the floor and crying and I, and I had that realization, it was then that I made a decision. Right. And that's what Mm -hmm. this is all about. It's making decisions. And I made a decision to create a better life for myself. And a lot of people think that they make decisions in their lives. You know, people make decisions to go sober, but they don't go sober. People make decisions to, go on a more positive path, they they don't end up doing it. And it's because you haven't really quite made the decision to do, do so. For me, I made the decision. I, I decided that that was my only option. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything else that I was willing to do or experience other than a better life for myself. Mm-hmm. So it was me making that decision. I mean, this is why a lot of people you know, say that Oh, when they first tried to quit smoking, it worked. Because they had made that decision in every Mm. ounce of their being and decided that this is it. This is the only thing that I'm going to do. I have zero other options. So for me, I had no other options. I was 150% in and completely dedicated to seeing this through.
0: Yeah. Well, and that sort of that decision did you have anybody in your life that was like helping you along the way or were you just doing this on your own? Like you were just like, I'm just going to read these books or I'm going to take these seminars or I'm going to get clean. Like, did you have anybody around you that you could lean on for support? No. Cause I had pushed everyone away. So no.
1: I, I had pushed everyone away, including my family. And, um, I remember when I was like right after this moment and I was starting to, shift I mean it was a really really gut-wrenching difficult time because I hadn't just lost my partner but I lost my stepkids in in that Mm -hmm. process and then um, whom I loved very very much and they had been in my life for four and a half years Um, and I had also lost uh, a lot of friends because it was with these friends that the infidelities were were, um, had happened mm. so all of a sudden I found myself in a space of, of not trusting anyone and not having anyone around me anymore when I was so used to having people around me and there were there was this core group of friends that I'd gone to school with and they were the ones that I reached out to because they lived across the street and we all kind of lived near each other and I knew I knew that they weren't part of this this world and they were good people And I had reached out to them and I said, look, like this is, this is what really goes on in my life behind the scenes and I'm, and I'm working to get better. And and that was it. And they didn't guide me in any which way. They were just there and, um, holding space. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I didn't have any counselors or any therapists at that point in time. Mm. I was still trying to figure my shit out. Like for me. For me, I was just like at the cutting out stage. I needed to cut out. I needed to cut out people. I needed to cut out habits and replace them with different habits. I just was on went on a bender to try and like really change uh, what my life looked like. And <laughs> you
0: wanted to light it up. You wanted to light yeah. it on fire, right?
1: Yeah. Like everything. I was changing my eating habits. I was changing, you know, uh, I work, I started working out regularly, I started going to yoga. I started, you know, yoga became my nightclub. I, I swapped out my nights out for hot yoga. And, um, it, it was, it wasn't like I did everything all at once and I don't want to give this impression. And, It was all done in stages, you know, it was all done in stages and it was all very, very difficult. And, um, I felt very alone through that process because it's a cleaning out process that leaves you feeling more alone and detached from your usual habits, you know, Mm -hmm. your usual numbing out mechanisms and, So it was a very it was a slow process. It wasn't overnight. It's not like I snapped my fingers and everything just fell into place. Yeah. Like it was a slow excruciating process that I fell back a lot of times. You know, I would mm-hmm. do really well for a week and then go on a bender for two days. And um, but eventually after
0: a couple years, it really everything just started clicking into place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I really love that you're saying that because I feel like a lot of the time people have this misconception when they see somebody like that's had, that has the same story and maybe they see you and they're like, Oh, well, you know, look how great she's doing now. And how did this happen overnight? Right. And so they, people might think that they need to, you know, go through this whole process and just quit. And like that, the minute that they fall, they have one, you know, vacation then all of a sudden it they go back to to their old ways um so i i love that you said that it, it was a process for you and that it took time i'm curious as though if you in your opinion like do you do you think people have to hit a rock bottom in order to create that pivotal change
1: I, that's, it's funny that you asked that because I know that there are a lot of people talk about this in the transformational space and Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't believe we have to hit rock bottoms. I just believe some people need to hit rock bottoms. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that you have to though. I, I believe that you have to make a decision Mm. that that's what it comes down to. And some people unfortunately are the type of people like me who they need to hit a rock bottom in order to make a big decision like that. You know, they only make decisions when shit hits the van. And, and so for those people, yeah, you know, and, but there, I know, I know people in the transformational space. I know leaders who have never gone through anything like this, but they simply made the decision to lead a really amazing life and have designed that. So it's, it's really just, it really just comes down to the decision.
0: Yeah. And as a coach, you can tell that you're very, uh, committed and passionate about all the things that you talk about and that you teach what what do you have you ever encountered somebody that you really wanted to help and you've been through this that you just you really wanted them to see the other side but couldn't get through or maybe you were able to get through like what was that process like for you i'm always curious with people that work in the realm, you know, like of self-development and transformation, it's like, what do you do when you encounter that person that you you see it for them and and they've just not quite seen, they don't have a vision of what the other side looks like.
1: There, it's just not their time yet. I mean, I don't know how to put this in, in any other way. I'm, <laughs> I'm, am I allowed to swear?
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, this is totally, I, I, totally I, I, curse-friendly do it. I'm
1: I'm blunt as fuck. And so if people aren't ready to see it, they're just not there yet. And that's cool. You know, like everyone's on their own journey. (laughs) You're like, that's cool. I don't care. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's as a coach, it's not my job to drag someone through. It's my job to help empower them. That's my job. I'm not here to just lay out advice and lay down the bricks and have you walk it. I'm here to guide you on, on finding that power within you and laying down your own bricks and walking down your own path. That's what I'm here to do. Although anything else would be enabling. You know, anything yeah. else would be um, doing the work for them, which mm-hmm. means they wouldn't learn. And if people are not in a space where they can actually envision something for themselves or see something or even desire it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then that's cool. That's their journey. I, you know, like we yeah. can plant seeds I can. This is why I am so heavy on social media. I, I call it seed planting. I'm just inspiring the masses. Whether people take that advice and run with it, or take that inspiration, and run with it, or not, that's up to them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that social media is aiding in the efforts that you're you're trying to set forth with? You know what you do for a living. Like, is it helping or do you think social media hurts sometimes it being the killer of joy by comparison at times, or do you think it's, it's, we need to just change our, our mindset? Uh, What's your opinion? I think social media, just like anything else
1: has, it's dark and it's light. It has its yin and its yang, you know, there's good and there's bad, but I mean the whole thing about comparison. So I I grew up in the days without internet and cell phones, and um, I didn't have internet in school. <laughs> so I remember those days, and you. I did compare. too. I did too. Yeah, you compare in real life. Yeah. So for to all anyone who thinks that like comparison you know, I, it came to be through the internet. It's like, we all did that shit beforehand. We did all those things before the internet came out. Is it a little louder now? Sure. But, um, you know, social media, just like anything, is you, you have to be responsible with the time that you spend on it and the way in which you use it. You know, I, I unfollow people who post Shitty updates. Like I unfollow people who are just Debbie Downers. I like to keep my feed looking positive and feeling positive. And that I mean, why would I want that shit on my feed? You know, and now Facebook has that tool where you don't have to unfriend someone. You can just unfollow them.
0: Right.
1: So I mean, for me, social media is my number one driver for my business. It's mm-hmm. how I build my tribe. I get 90%, 95%. I would say 90% of my clients through social media. Um, it allows me to connect with my tribe members around the world. It allows me to connect with friends around the world and make, make really great relationships with people around the world. I mean, I see it as such a powerful tool, but it, that's how I choose to see it. Right. Cause social media is a tool and you can choose to use that tool in any way you wish to use it. You can choose,
0: use it for good or for bad. Yeah. I mean, you said it at the beginning, it's like it could be either a tool for good or a tool for bad. I I totally agree. Agree with you in the work that you do. You're, you're very vocal about empowering women and about, you know, your, your tribe and having people around you that are like-minded and support you. Um, Why do you think it's important for us as women right now to find that? Because
1: there has just been way too much competing going on over the last God knows how many decades, you know, Mm -hmm. and sisterhood was a real thing back in the prehistoric (laughs) days. I mean, sisterhood was a real thing and women support each other i mean that's just who we are at the very core of our being which is why it feels so awful when we're in competition when we, with each other when, when we're working against each other like that's why it feels so awful because we're like literally working against what we're programmed to do and i think that a lot of these women are coming from this like weird scarcity mindset where there's not enough to go around, but there's an abundance of good shit to go around. And if we just support each other, we can actually rise up together. But, you know, and but each woman, each individual woman in this process has to be empowered from within to be able to do this and to hold space for other women while continuing to build, you know, their empire and their lives. So I would love to see more women coming together. I, quite frankly, I've had enough of like dealing with women in my life that just aren't nice people.
0: Mm. And
1: it's not that they're not nice people to the core. It's that they're choosing to not be nice in those moments. And I don't like to engage in that stuff. I don't like to engage in um, any sort of drama. I actually will walk right away from it. But what I do love to do is support women who are really ready to receive
0: that support and hold space for others. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Ruby. I love that. I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, we, we can't have enough of that. And I feel like too, when you surround yourself with the right people that those, that energy just begins to kind of fall by the wayside. It just naturally, you know, over time, those people that are those negative Nancys or Debbie Downers, like they just start to kind of go away, you know? Mm-hmm. So, they so do. I, I like that. Um, what are you most passionate about right now? Mm.
1: I am most passionate about furthering, expanding on my own growth at the moment. I'm um, dedicated the rest of the year to really doing that for myself because I've reached a place in my life and my business where the success that I've been desiring, it's all here. I've created it and now I strongly believe to continue expanding my messaging and my bandwidth to help Mm -hmm. and support other people I need to continue to expand my own growth, you know, and who I am as a coach and as a woman and as a person and just as a soul. So I'm super passionate right now about doing that for myself and, um, really enjoying this process.
0: Yeah. Do you, so as a coach, do you have a coach that you work with?
1: Yes. I have had many coaches throughout My, uh, I mean, I've had a few coaches. I should say that you're like many. many. I've had, I've had like a couple coaches that I've worked one-on-one with, but then I have other trainings and workshops that and masterminds that I'm a part of. Okay. Um, again, like surrounding myself with support and yeah, I I love having a coach. I love having a support system because as a coach, I hold space for a lot a lot of people, and so to have somewhere. To go where the space is held for me is amazing.
0: Yeah. How do you take care of yourself? Uh, I do a
1: lot of things, and I'm really good (laughs) at this. Um, I I actually pride myself on being a successful woman who has work-life balance. Like, Mm -hmm. I have balance in my life, and I love it. And so to all the women listening, if you believe balance is bullshit I'm here to tell you it's not Um, you've just got to get your priority straight
0: (laughs) oh shh just dropping the bike (laughs) I was like oh oh I mean
1: and I'll tell you why like I this isn't my first (laughs) this isn't my first rodeo in, in business I've owned I've owned other businesses and my business before this I was working insane amount of hours like 70 hours a week and um for yourself or was it for a company it was for myself i owned my own social media marketing company and i did social media for five different companies and so oh my goodness i was working a lot and i drove myself into adrenal fatigue um but really extreme to the point where it took me about nine months to recover. I did it naturally, but I recovered. And this is a common problem with women. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I don't even remember what the question is, but I'm just going on this riff (laughs) now. So I hope you're cool with it. Do it, do it. Okay. So um, when I shifted into my coaching practice, I decided that that was not the way that I wanted to build this business and this Mm -hmm. purpose. And I really wanted to honor the things that were most important to me. So Mm -hmm. I, took into consideration the things that I value the most in life, family being number one. So I decided, you know, family's number one for me. So there's no way in hell I'm letting this business take over that time. And even I remember working with my first coach very early on in my coaching career Seeing her hustle and like all the other people in our group hustling and and everyone's just hustling and I'm like I don't want to hustle like I want to build this intelligently and wisely and and I did and so from the very beginning I Have always kept my evenings free. I only work Monday to Friday on my coat on in this business on the weekends I'll select you know certain days like if I have a launch or I'm creating something and I really just want to put some time in I'll select it, and I make that decision with my husband and say, "Hey, Saturday, do you want to have a work date from like ten to two? And I set boundaries. You know, but um, on the weekdays, I work until you know anywhere between five thirty and six thirty, depending on my clients. And after that, my laptop's in the other room, and I cook fresh dinners every night. I, I take very good care of myself, of my husband. Um, in the mornings, I start my day at 5 a.m. I, My husband and I actually both do. We start at 5 a.m., meditate. We go to the gym, kick ass, come home, you know, take dogs for a walk, have a sit-down breakfast, which surprisingly not a lot of people do, um, talk about our days, and then we go to work. You know, I, I go into the other room, which is my work. <laughs>
0: right. That's amazing. I have literally, Tori and I have the same exact... Well, he doesn't wait. I wake up at the same time that you and your hubby do, but he wakes up when it's, like, time to, to have breakfast that I've prepared. So we uh. can sit down. <laughs> he missed that yeah. whole beginning part. But, yeah, I totally – that's that's so great. So so you have some boundaries. You've got a routine. You've got ritual in your life. So, like, this is how you, you – for the people listening who are, like – how do I do this? She literally just like m- mapped it out. <laughs> and mapped I mean, it out.
1: Again, it was like the decision. I yeah. decided to do it this way. I decided yeah. I didn't want to be one of those female entrepreneurs who's always hustling, you know, yeah. around the clock. Like that, when women brag about that online, because there's a lot of women that do that, like, Oh my God, I put in like 12 hours of work this weekend. I'm like, Holy shit. Really? That's, yeah. you know, like I was at yeah. the beach. <laughs> but it it doesn't have to be that way. You just have to work more intelligently with your time and, right. um, set boundaries with everything and really honor what's most important to you. Yeah. And, and if self care and self love and taking care of your needs is important, which it should be for all of you, then make decisions that really honor that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Thank you for, for sharing that. So I just have a couple more questions, um, mm-hmm. to ask you. Um, this is in regard to your life. So, what area of your life do you feel the most free in?
1: That's a really interesting question that I I've never been asked before. What's the yes. area of my life that I feel like, like yes, free in? <laughs> Score. <laughs> um, I, I I would say my love life,
0: mm. my
1: relationship with my husband. Um, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. It's, it's me, you know, other than just me on my own being me, it's like the one place where I am just me 500% of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's cool,
1: you know, it's cool. Yeah. And, it, and that to me feels freeing and to be supported in that way. And we have a really, really great relationship where we understand when we need to hold space for each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we do that really well. So um, I really do feel the most free in my
0: relationship. Oh, good. And you said earlier, as part and this is as part of just your journey, you you had a tumultuous relationship prior. So how have you been able to move past that sort of imprint in your relationship now? I've had tumultuous relationships.
1: Um, that was just one of them. I've actually also been married before too. I was married for five years, and then after that marriage, I went on a bender of, you know, a bad guy after worse guy after even worse guy, and mm-hmm. um, you you just get over it. I mean, I'm I'm a so I I love I teach a lot of self love. A lot of my practices. Yeah on self-love and empowerment and yeah. that question of you know do you have to be in this place of self-love before you get in a relationship and i say you have to be in a place where you're 150 percent dedicated to self-love before mm-hmm. you get in a relationship meaning that nothing will ever get between you and you um so for me i healed as much as i possibly could before getting into my relationship with my husband and the rest of the healing continued with him you know showing me that things are different and I did the same for him you know I did mm-hmm. the same for him so we were both we were both um healing together and and yeah you just when if you decide because again it's like choices and decisions yeah. is what life's about <laughs> if you decide to hold on to your baggage that's your prerogative but that yeah. shit is going to really Fuck up your future relationships, you know, so yeah. you you have to make that choice of like, am I really ready to forgive and release and I really have forgiven my ex I've forgiven all of my exes and I fully released that and I understand like everyone's on their own journey. So that in itself and me taking ownership yeah. helped me make those strides forward yeah. so that I can have this happy relationship without yeah. that baggage. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's deep. Thanks for sharing that, Ruby. <laughs> that's really deep. What, um, what advice would you give your fifteen year old self? Ah, uh, what advice would I give
1: my fifteen year old self? <laughs> I almost want to say nothing. <laughs> I really enjoyed the way that I came through. I mean, as shitty as things were at times and as difficult and as tough and and gut-wrenchingly painful things were, I am who I am because of everything yeah. that I have been through. So if there's one piece of advice, I would just say it gets better.
0: Keep going. Yeah. What advice would your 60-year-old self tell you right now?
1: Why did you get so many tattoos? They look like shit.
0: <laughs> no, I'm joking.
1: No. I won't be, I won't be <laughs> wrinkled. I'm going to be like super pumped because I'm still going to go in the
0: gym. Um, you're just going to get ripped. That's what's going to happen. It's just You're going to get just like build more muscle to like yeah, keep everything keep intact. looking good <laughs> in my senior
1: years. <laughs> um, what advice would my 60 year old self give me today? Was that yeah, the question? <laughs> that's the question.
0: That's correct.
1: Um, probably something similar, like just keep going. It gets better.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. All right, Ruby, here's the final question. Uh, so oh, uh, I know, uh, and I guess I, I want to respect your time. I mean, I can, I literally, we can, we can do this again. And I actually want to, um, so radically loved is this uh, idea that we are, radically loved by God, uh, your higher power, source, energy, baby, Krishna, whatever it is that you believe, you're fully supported. The universe works for you, not against you. And I created this platform as a community for people to just come to and and listen to people's stories, listen to uh, their processes, what their rituals are like, just to get information, wisdom, inspiration, whatever, whatever it is. but we're all in this together and we're all supported. So the last two questions for you are, how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love?
1: How do I feel radically loved? I feel radically loved by really making the effort to be present in every day mm-hmm. and um, being present, meaning being present to The infinite support around me, being present to all that I have to be grateful for, being present to what is real versus what is going on in my head with my inner critic, being really present with that, and that really helps me feel radically loved. Mm. Um, The second question was, what do I radically love?
0: That's correct. Myself. (laughs) (laughs) I hope there was a hand gesture that went along with how you just said that.
1: there really was. It was a gang sign. I was just like, yeah. Um, my, I, okay. I, I mean, I radically love myself. I radically love my life. I radically love my husband and my family members. I mean, I I really, really do. And it, mm-hmm. it feels so good to be at a place in my life to be able to say that.
0: Wow. That's that's amazing. Ruby, you, you're amazing. Uh, I'm so happy that you were on here and that you shared your wisdom, and I really admire the way that you have a no-bullshit approach to, you know, creating a a community of empowerment, and not just women, but also men. I know that everyone is, is included in your efforts, and I just really admire the fact that you're passionate about breaking through people's limiting beliefs, and helping them get unstuck and cultivating a life of self-love and health and, and everything. So I, I'm totally on board with that. I'm honored that you shared your light and your love with us in, in this platform. Uh, so thank you for, for doing that. And for being on here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, is there, where can people reach you? People that want to, you know, have questions or they want to connect with you personally, where can they go? Um, so I, uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter
1: at I am Ruby. You can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash I am Ruby. Um, and reach out to me there. Or of course on my website, mm-hmm. I am dot B Y. Basically if you Google, I am Ruby, you'll find me okay
0: so if, if all else fails do that and and for everyone listening all of those links are attached on the show notes so you can just click on the show the links are there you can click on the links uh before uh we go ruby is there anything that's coming up anything that you're wanting to let us know about are you doing any workshops where are you where can we find you anything that you're doing coming up that we can look forward to
1: um, right now the, I am planning for my 2018 line of events and, oh. um, Amplified Soul Live has officially been booked for March, 2018
0: in LA. This will be the second one happening. Oh, yay! yeah. So. I, I heard about the one that I missed before, so hopefully I can make it to this, this one coming up. So I'm excited yeah. about that. So head to my website
1: and click on Amplified Soul Live and you can get on the wait list and be on the first to know um, when the early bird tickets are going to be announced. And other than that, um, I have a lot of things in the works. But if you really do love my vibe and my energy and would love to receive more of my no bullshit advice in your mailbox in your inbox then subscribe because i send out love punches every single week to my tribe and it's really just these really short straight to the point no bullshit emails that are going to help you get your shit sorted and get your life on track
0: <laughs> i love it <laughs> ruby you're the best thank you so much thank, thank you thank you hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode